Hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful wife, Janet. And today we are going to be talking about sex, <clears throat> specifically sex after 50 and how um, it can be the best times of your life. Um, Janet and I specialize in hormone replacement, as you guys know, probably that if you follow us. So we talk a lot of sex with males, females, um, and hormones can help your sex life. Um, I will say that, and we t say all the time, because we see it in the traditional system. We don't look at us as traditional. Um, in the traditional healthcare system, we hear many doctors say, oh, you're getting older. Sex isn't as important when you're older, so it's not that big a deal. And so they prescribe an antidepressant or whatever. Um, and that is absolutely not true. If your doctor says that um, sex is not important after any age, I don't care whether you're 50, 60, 70, or 80, um, then you need a new doctor uh, because it is very important. Um, I like to say that healthy people have regular sex and sex keeps us healthy. I think in a relationship, it is as important as food, water, and exercise. It, it, it just honestly is, and Janet's gonna discuss more about that. So I'm gonna discuss the male portion of it. <clears throat> and many times as men age, and they don't take care of themselves, um, that's when their sex life starts becoming less fulfilling. And let me tell you, it doesn't have to be that way. In my opinion, if you're in your 50s or whatever age and you're a man and you don't have the libido that you did when you're in your 20s, then you're doing something wrong. And it could be that you're not eating well. could be that you're not sleeping well. Are you overweight? Um, do you have erectile dysfunction? What causes erectile dysfunction? Um, not being healthy causes erectile dysfunction. Um, erectile dysfunction is caused from cardiovascular disease really because um, you need blood flow down there to make things happen and if that doesn't happen because you have cardiovascular disease because you're overweight and you treat your body like crap things aren't going to work like they're supposed to so there are things to combat that <clears throat> and why don't you have a libido like you used to well maybe it's because you don't take care of yourself um, as as humans when we take care of ourselves we're meant to thrive we're meant to reproduce and if you don't take care of yourself, then your body just says, eh, take it or leave it because it doesn't want you to reproduce. And those are just serious facts. Um, another thing I can tell you, um, I know many men discuss how they can't have sex without alcohol. Well, let me tell you, alcohol is definitely usually a problem when it comes to um, sexual intercourse because... It might relax you initially if you're nervous about those things, but honestly, it can um, cause erectile dysfunction and it can cause problems orgasming. So that is a big problem with alcohol. Some people have never had sex without drinking alcohol, and so they don't know how, how different it can be when they're not drinking alcohol. So those are just some quick tips. If, if you know, and realize this, that it's, it's never too late to make changes. Um, the nice thing about when you're over 50, it's not like you're 18 anymore and you're just new at this. Um, you know, especially if you've been in a relationship or a marriage for a long time. Your connection, and Janet will talk about this, is better than it's ever been. So your sex should be better than it's ever been. Janet, why don't you go? Okay, 
So I'm going to start, ladies, with a few things that um, that is really important. So Sean discussed how some of our traditional doctors will say, well, it's not important. Um, is it important to you? It probably is important to your spouse. So those connections that we have made throughout our relationships are forms of communication. And if we're breaking a form of communication, there's consequences. And a lot of times as we're aging, it could just be very simple things. Um, starting out with, we have lack of sleep. And that happens very commonly as we're going through hormonal changes. Obviously, that happens when we have new kids in the house, but that seems to balance itself out. Um, but as we're in perimenopause and menopause, a lot of times it's a lack of hormones in our body that is, is causing some of the issues. And that can be handled very easily. Um, we recommend going to a hormone specialist. And of course, you've heard us talk about progesterone, but also hormones like testosterone can really improve your libido and your brain and how you think. But there's also some really minor things that can really help a woman as we age. And this is something that is really sad to me that gets pushed aside because it's actually a preventative thing too as well. So um, as we age, just our tissue atrophies, we don't have the rebuilding of the tissue like we normally had and we become dry. So sometimes intercourse with our partner becomes very painful. And if your doctor prescribes lidocaine for you, run, leave. Yeah. That's so, so stupid. I so mean, sad. They wouldn't tolerate that for themselves. So we say that because we've seen that more right. than once. So, so there's very simple things that can happen. We can use a topical estrogen and topical testosterone cream to combat that. And in the long run, it's going to help with your relationship with your partner because many times that becomes an issue and we're already struggling. And then we add this on top of it that we don't feel comfortable, aren't having the libido thoughts, we're not interacting because it could be painful. So this is something that we can handle very quickly and makes a big difference. And so usually what we see for women is an estrile vaginal topical cream as well as a testosterone cream. And those make big changes. And ladies, it's not about um, returning to the magic of being 20 per se, but it does help with the lubrication, which makes the whole thing seem more pleasant and pleasurable for you and your partner. And then you're not avoiding. And really one of the biggest things for, for us is that psychological part for us is that if we aren't going to feel like, oh, this is gonna hurt, this is gonna be painful, then that is not a barrier any longer for you. And sometimes you don't even realize it's right. a problem because it slowly happens over years. Right. Um, so you don't know it's a problem until you start some estrogen vaginal cream. And I, I think every postmenopausal woman should be on some kind of estrogen vaginal cream because not only does it help for the vaginal atrophy, the vaginal dryness, it'll help to prevent urinary tract infections. Right. It'll help to prevent urinary incontinence. And if you don't have those now, you will later if you don't use it. Um, so a lot of times they don't know they had a problem. They just thought they didn't they didn't like sex anymore. They didn't like, they didn't have a libido anymore. But what it was, was it was just painful, but they didn't really realize it was because of vaginal dryness. Right. So they start using a cream and it's a game changer. The good thing is the cream works in like seven to 10 days. It's a huge game changer. 
So here's part of the issue too, is many times as we age, we don't have these conversations. First of all, our traditional, which I, I hate saying traditional, but Western medicine does not discuss this very often with you as we are going through changes. And this is something that you might have to bring up yourself. You might ask questions. And if you're not getting the answer, you know, be proactive because this is important. Um, if you looked at statistics of when there are breakups in relationships and marriage, this is about a time when we go through menopause or perimenopause because those changes are so erratic. So if you don't get the answers and help you need, look elsewhere. Just don't accept it. Give yourself the, the permission to ask for help because it is out there and we don't have to accept, just live with it. Well, and call us because we can refer you to somebody in your area that um, will help these issues that specialize in hormone replacement. So another thing is I'm going to go back to the guy thing. So, you know, and we get questions all the time about libido and sometimes we'll balance people's hormones and, you know, their, their sex life is any better. Um, and one of the things is, is that there's so many other things involved when it comes to sex. It's not just, you know, you, you get your, you, you, you get your testosterone levels optimized and, you know, the sex is going to be great or the sex is going to be, um, you know, optimal. That's not necessarily true because like Janice says, sex is a part of communication. So I, I, I challenge men, are you still pursuing your wife? Like you did when you were dating, however many years before, um, are you still pursuing her? I mean, do you still tell her she's hot? Do you still tell her that you're attracted to her? Do you still tell her all those kind of things? Because they like hearing that. And guess what? When you talk to them like that, then they respond back. Um, but you've got to kind of drive it. That's that's how we're meant as humans. Um, so you have to continually drive that. And you don't have to have that boring sex once a week where, you know, it takes five minutes and that's it. I mean, it does not have to be that way after 50 or we hear stories where people have birthday sex. They have it once a year. I do not think that's appropriate at all. I mean, what do I think it's appropriate for, for intercourse? Everybody's different, but I think, I think to have a healthy marriage, I think you should have intercourse at least once a day. Janet? So, so um, for women, uh, one of the things I've learned, and this is through clients and this is just through our personal life, whether it's, you know, we listen to somebody on a podcast or we've talked to people about it. First of all, be proactive, like Sean says, and little things. It's, <coughs> it doesn't have to be big things. You know, gratitude and reaching out and just a gesture, whether it's a text, whether it's just a note, gets us a long way in a relationship. So, you know, hey, sexy Thank you for all the hard work you've done. You know, just little things throughout the day can make a big difference. And I've also read little things like to spice it up, find little things that, you know, make it special for him too. Don't just assume that all the work is on your partner because it's a two-way communication. And that's super important for long-term relationships. You know, when I've talked to people like, we had a, a lady and a, a couple that were married for many years. And when I would talk to her about how do you keep things going? And she says, it's, it's keeping spice. It's, 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 
surprise. It's sharing. And, and you know who you're married to. You know who your partner is. And you know the things that make it special for them. So just be proactive because you should make it part of your um, responsibility in your relationship to do those things. Because if you don't, you know there's going to be a problem and how that plays out, whether you're not happy or they're not happy. So keeping things mixed up a little bit is really important. And that I'm just going to throw some some other ideas. You know, you don't have to spend a lot of money. And, and I don't shop at Victoria's Secret any longer, but that's my opinion. But there are local boutique shops that have really nice things. It could be just as nice as just replacing some lingerie or replacing your everyday wear to something really cute and nice that makes a big difference for him. Well, and think about this. You know, if we're talking about sex specifically after 50, many times, um, like Jan and I, we're empty nesters. Our kids haven't been at home for three years now. Um, so there is so much less stress about, about that kind of stuff. And, you know, when you're after 50, you don't have to stress about birth control or getting pregnant, anything like that. So um, there's, you know, you can really focus on, on the sex and the enjoyment of the sex. And I mean, who wouldn't, what guy would not want to come home and their wife's running around the house naked? I mean, seriously, um, I know that might sound like too much information, but seriously, every guy would love that. Um, but it's got to go both ways. I mean, the guy has to respond to that and, um, you know, or even talk about what you like as far as what you like your wife to wear. Um, <clears throat> what else, Janet? Well, what Sean is really touching on is open communication. So, you know, with your partner at this stage of your life, obviously, we should be able to, to communicate together as to what is important to us not, or not. And yeah, it could be just you make him a really nice meal or he comes home and you're wearing something that's sexy or nice, but talk to one another and things might change a little bit. You know, tell them what you do like and what you don't like and be very honest and open because if we want this to continue, which we have, we have couples that are in their 80s and 90s. Late 80s and 90s. Openly and they are super excited. They're very much in tune with each other. And how they got there is just being extremely honest to themselves and to their partner. And that means the physical side, the mental side, and our responsibility of, of taking initiative too. Because it doesn't have to be all on him. It could be partly us taking initiative or vice versa. Maybe it needs to change up. And if it's not happening, just have an open conversation. You know, don't do it in public, of course, you know, but in a private time where you're just relaxing together, just talk. Hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And I think those things really keep that open for you. Well, and one of the other things is talking about being empty nesters. Um, you don't have to have the same mundane sex in your bedroom bed all the time. That's the cool thing about being empty nesters is you can mix it up and have sex in any room you want to. And, and let me tell you that that. You know, when when your wife actually pursues that kind of stuff, I mean, it's very, very attractive for a man. Now, it's got to go both ways, though. I mean, you have to respond and you have to tell her, you know, those are things that, that you like. So and then it just goes from there. Um, and 
there's really no reason, in my opinion, that you, your sex just can't get, keep getting better in your 50s, 60s, 70s, as long as you're healthy. But you got to be proactive to stay healthy. Jenna. Totally. And the other thing, and, and we have some friends that don't agree with this, and this is fine. This is totally between them and they've worked it out. But I think there's a problem if you're not sleeping in the same room or bed. I think that takes away intimacy. And so, you know, Sean and I have always thought, you know, that's the beginning of the end. So obviously there's there, there might be issues with snoring. There might be issues with temperature. But work those things out. And if that is the way it is for you, like our friends have talked about, they've worked it out where it doesn't become a problem. But that that's really important, I think, um, because there's some intimacy of sharing things together and, and being there together. So that being said, you know, we've talked about, you know, being proactive, but getting enough sleep, I think for both men and women is a huge thing. So I've talked about women, but for men, um, we know people that say, oh, I only need four or five hours of sleep. How does that play out for a guy, Sean? Well, I, I will tell you, um, in fact, we have open communication about this. <clears throat> you know, um, you know, women, Men don't like being rejected and women don't like being rejected. So ahead of time, I will usually prepare Janet. Like she just knows if I have a long race, like we're talking a 50 mile mountain bike race or, or a hundred mile road race, you know, where it's going to be five hours. I'll just let her know. It's like, look, she just kind of knows. It's like, look, don't expect sex tonight. Cause it's just probably not going to happen because I'm going to be too tired and I'm worn out. And that's the same thing with sleep. If you're not getting enough sleep, you just don't feel like having sex because you're just too tired. And Jen and I will really, will really communicate very well about that. When we go to bed, it's like, we'll just ask the question. It's like, are you tired? Yeah, I really am tired. And, and then there's no, you know, blame on anybody. It's just like, yeah, let's just go to sleep. So the nice thing about sleeping in the same bed, um, and we just have a rule. This might be too much information, but we used to have a rule. You cannot sleep with your clothes on. That's just the way it is. Um, the nice thing about sleeping in the same bed is that you might wake up in the middle of the night and have sex. And we quite often do that. And it is very, I mean, I can tell you as, as a man, I mean, what, how cool is that? That in the middle of the night, you know, we can have, we can have sex. I mean, that's really cool. Um, you want to talk about that at all, Janet? So, so I do, too, because we had a friend that said to me, she says, oh, my gosh, what does this mean? And, you know, I think in our society, we, we've put so many constrictions on intimacy. But to me, the intimacy could be just you being playful. So let, let's just say that, you know, I know that Sean's going to be on a trip and coming home. Just play with them a little bit, you know, words, text him or when he comes home and, and don't, you know, don't put the pressure that this has to be like where it ends is up to you too. It's up to you, to, but it doesn't mean that those acts or that flirtation or that playfulness doesn't help because it certainly does in the long run. And I think that's part of it. Um, we have this Hollywood idea that it has to be all the way until we have orgasm. Well, yes, ultimately we're probably looking for it, but I still think that there's part of it that is still in playfulness that is still in that intimacy range. And I think that's important because it still triggers transmitters. It still brings you the intimacy that 
you know, hey, this person cares about me and we're sharing a communication. And that's super important because I know many times I've said to ladies, hey, this is a form of communication. How you want to communicate is totally, totally a responsibility of each partner. And I'll just um, piggyback off of that about the orgasm part. So I think there's, there can be a lot of stress in if you don't communicate what your expect, what the end goal or end expectation is. And Janet kind of alluded to that. Um, So realize that sex doesn't have to always end in an orgasm for either one of you. Um, There are many times where, you know, one of us orgasms, the other one doesn't. And I'm okay with that. And she's okay with that. But you know what? You have to communicate that to her. Um, it's not typical for a man to not orgasm. So sometimes women will think there's something wrong if you don't. So you've got to communicate that and say, no, it was everything's fine. Um, you know, it's go time. Right. Right. <clears throat> and I think that the whole, the whole purpose of this is that, you know, Sean and I talk every day. To people about this and so a lot of these tips people have shared with us we've listened to podcasts and different people but don't accept the fact that as you age that this does not have to stay important to you because we had a client that said if he couldn't if this wasn't part of his relationship with his partner he'd rather be dead and he was in his 90s and he meant it his words he was very active as a human being on this earth and wanted to go out active as well and his partner and him enjoyed special times together and good for them because really, you know, it is part of being human and it's part of that relationship. So don't accept, and I've heard it over and over again, oh, it's just part of life. Part of your No, it's not. And I will tell you, it goes it goes both ways. You, you, some people might be surprised because I think in our culture, we're, 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 we're taught that it should always be the guy that has a high libido and always wants to have sex and, and women just go along with it. But I will tell you, I've talked to many guys and women that, you know, I can remember a couple that are in their seventies and um, his wife is in the background. He was having some issues with his testosterone. It's way too much information to share on this podcast. Um, but their sex life was better than ever. His wife is in there in their mid seventies. His wife is in the background yelling. I can hear her saying, you tell him you are not stopping that testosterone. So how cool is that? That a 70 plus year old woman is telling her husband, you know, you tell him we're not going to stop doing that. So, I mean, it's, it's possible. Um, we're not just, you know, we're not, we're not just talking about, you know, this anecdotal stuff. It happens over and over again, but you do have to be proactive about it. Right. And you do have to make your own health a priority. And that includes women as well, because um, a lot of times we take care of people and don't take care of our own selves. And the priority means you need to give yourself permission to be healthy yourself. Same goes with the male. If you're not healthy, then that part of your life is going to be um, not as good as it could be. It's not as optimal. So take responsibility for yourself and that will help. And if you just are starting to be an empty nester, one of the things that we said to our adult, remember they're adult children, not before you enter. And I don't be surprised what you're going to see. That's your problem. <laughs> so, and, 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 you know, they, they kind of felt a little uncomfortable at first. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 it, it, you know, it, no, 
this is time for us and we're going to live. And so, you know, they respect that and I'm sure they, they laugh about it, but in the same way, they need to see that too with, with their parents, that your parents still, as, as the kids leave, that this is part of your relationship and that's super important. And I think it was ordained that way. I mean, I really believe that this was something that kept us in a relationship and keeps the joy as part of it. And I'm sure there's many parts to your relationship, but this one gets put to the side and put on the back burner on both sides. And so um, since we counsel people and talk to people, you know, we hear all kinds of things and we just want to encourage people to say, you know what, make it, make it a priority and don't settle for less. And I will say that um, sometimes when you say making a priority, I know we, we listened to this one marriage podcast and they actually had a, a 60 day sex challenge. It actually starts kind of with a seven day sex challenge and they would actually tell you to schedule sex. Jan and I have never done that because we just, it just, it just happens. But if you have to schedule sex, then schedule sex just to make it happen. And another thing about taking care of yourself, um, mostly for men, I, I hear so many men, you know, that talk trash about their wives as they get older because they gained weight or whatever. And then I just tell them, cause it was one of my friends. I just said, dude, look at you. I mean, you've got a beer belly, you're an alcoholic, you, you, you know, and you're, you're talking about your wife gaining 20, 20 or 30 pounds. So it's got to go both ways. I mean, we, we, we both have to take care of ourselves. And I think honestly, if the man takes care of himself, the woman's going to probably take care, take care of herself because she's going to want to look good for him if he looks good. What do you think about that, Jim? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think there's some some um, thing that just crosses over. I mean, it doesn't happen 100%, but the priority of staying healthy and really, you know, longevity, the, I mean, you get to enjoy far more things than just sex if you live longer in a healthy, healthy lifestyle. So, you know, healthy lifestyles, pay off in the long run. I had a lady that texted me about some of the newer drugs that are using for weight. And, you know, I told her it, it takes work. So where I'm going with this is it takes work. It takes time. It takes the responsibility of each partner to do the work, whether it is working out, whether it's choosing your food, not drinking too much, the activities, lifestyle. I mean, like Sean said, schedule the time. And it doesn't have to be you have an hour on your mind, no. but it could be easily, hey, you know, um, Sean and I usually don't watch TV or a movie without each other, but we will we will occasionally watch a movie together and and he'll he'll choose the chick flick for you know, hey, you can watch something. <laughs> and I will tell you it's better than watching, you know, the the downhill bike thing. But my point <laughs> my point is is that when you set aside time and make it special for one another. It, it little gestures go a long ways. And and think about this when it comes to sex. You know, Jan just talked about how important it is. Um, but what makes us different other than just being friends? I mean, seriously, if you're not having regular sex with your spouse, then you're just friends. Right. I mean, seriously, that, that's what sets us apart. That's what makes us different. And it's a very, very special thing. So make it special. And as you make it more special, it's going to happen more often. Um, because you make it a priority. Yeah. So we all know as humans, we put barriers in our lives and usually it's our own self and in our own brain. So remove your barriers, whether that means it's a physical thing as we age or whether it's a mental thing or whether, you know, you know, in your life where the barriers are, 
give yourself permission and be responsible for them and remove them. And and when when she means remove those barriers, it can be and one of the barriers can be time. You know, right. um, sometimes you think you don't have enough time. Well, you need to define with your partner what you think sex is and what that definition is. Right. And we talked about not having the orgasm, um, you know, so realize it can be a lot quicker than, than you think. Right. Um, and if you do those things throughout the day, then later on at night, when you have more time, it's going to be even better. Right. So Janet, as we end this podcast up, um, what are your parting words Two sentence summation over sex after 50? Don't settle for just as that way as you age because it's not the truth. I love it. I love it. So thank you listeners and viewers for tuning in today. Um, we really appreciate you guys. We, we stream live on Facebook, my personal Facebook page and the Mosaic Professional Pharmacy Facebook page, but also on the Mosaic Professional Pharmacy YouTube, um, LinkedIn and Twitter. We are working at streaming live on Rumble and Instagram as we get that up and running. Um, stay tuned so we can give you links for that. Um, thank you for tuning in to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in Thursday to our midweek podcast, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. I don't even know who it is or what it's about. I was too excited about this one. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments or you want to reach out to us, many different ways to get a hold of us, uh, reach out on any of those platforms I told you. Uh, message me. I usually, I usually respond to myself. And if you need any um, help with getting somebody to balance your hormones, please let us know and we can send you, um, send somebody, uh, send you somebody your way. Thank you so much. Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you. 